Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday, we read your emails, your stories, your questions. I say this every episode. Let me say this again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We're on YouTube. Hello, YouTube land. I'm here. I'm looking a little tie-tie today. Flew in from Buffalo. We're getting ahead. We're getting ahead on episodes because we have the... The Jewish holidays. We got a lot of stuff coming on, but uh, this is coming out the twenty sixth. I, you know, I got shows to the people who've been coming to shows. Thank you, thank you. Love it. Love seeing you at the shows. Love, you know, what we're putting together here. You know, I'm going to be taping a special, and this is all in preparation for that special. So if you're coming to the shows, you're seeing the, you're seeing me with my hammer and nails in the you know, tinkering around with these jokes and um, it's going to be taped in New York City. I'm sure by now the announcement will have happened. I'm sure the link is out there somewhere. Gramercy Hall, uh, Gramercy Theater, December 8th. If you're out there and you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, come. Bring the crew. Be fun. Don't be nervous for me. Sometimes I think when you tell people there's a special taping, there's a, there's a, you can hear anus is just, just mm-hmm. tightening you know they yeah. oh i don't want to mess it up come and be fun and laugh you yell out we'll fucking i'll you'll be the asshole yelled out but you know i want natural <laughs> you want a natural you know foe and i you know i don't think of an audience as a foe but you are i i i want to i want to i want to do the whole thing so december 8th i'm also doing other shows to get ready albany new york Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Richmond, Virginia, Boston. We added a second show. And then Miami, Florida, after the taping, um, I'm going to be in, I don't know, this is before. So Miami, Miami. Do people say that? Does that mean? (laughs) I don't think so. so. (laughs) Miami, Miami, Miami. Okay, jaredfree.com for tickies. Uh, Very excited for today's guest. Hilarious comedian. Caitlin Cook, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. That's so exciting about the special. Yeah, so we've been discussing it. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I hate that person. That's like, what am I allowed to say? I know. I was going to ask. Right, you know you're. Where it's end I'm up? making it myself. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I'm paying for it. Um, I'm partnering with Betches. Cool. Um, they're going to be producing it with me. So that's Sick. very exciting. That's awesome. Um, so. And very cool for me. Like they've mm-hmm. always been so supportive, and that's great. We get to like work together on a comedy special, yeah. and you know we're gonna. And I love that venue too. That's awesome. Gramercy yeah. Theater. So we're gonna have a lot of people there, and it'll be fun. And I hope everyone comes. But you know, it's this grand world, and you're here because you have an album out, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we're all pitching our wares. Oh yeah, we're at the, you know, the Turkish bazaar of comedy. Here. Yes, yes, exactly. We're all trying to make it work. <laughs> right, we're trying to make it work. We're trying yeah. to, f- and you know what, like get my album that's not a big deal mm-hmm. it's i love this album so much that i listened to the whole thing and i told a friend about it yes, we want exactly. eyes we want people mm-hmm. we need you the listener the watcher so caitlin has a has an album called the 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 writing on the stall the writing on the stall yeah love that name thank you it, it, perfect it's uh and 
Musical comedy. Yeah, so I just got back from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I did a show in which all of the, the lyrics and all the songs are from bathroom stall graffiti I've been photographing for like 10 years. Hold um, on. So this is very, you, you're an artistic part. This, yeah. art, this is art. I'm yeah. talking about farts and spreading my ass there's cheeks out on stage. There's a lot of for a good time call. There's a lot of dicks drawn, <laughs> illustrated dick pics and pussies and pussies. Yeah, all <laughs> genitalia. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it was a really fun show. It was definitely more conceptual than like most of the stand-up and musical comedy stuff I do. Um, but the album is all of the songs from that show that I recorded in studio before. So you rec- so the album's out. The writing on the uh, writing on the stall. Mm-hmm. What, so you start taking pictures of stall artwork. We'll bathroom call it. graffiti. Yeah, or bathroom I graffiti. Did this years ago, like mm-hmm. I studied art history. I just got obsessed with like the crude nature. It just feels like. Uh, very universal like we all see it all the time every time we have to go to a dive bar Um, and I just kind of got obsessed with it and then I wrote one song um, of like my favorites and it got like standing ovations and I was like there's something here what's that song Uh, that's the first one it's called the purest form of art the purest form of art okay so people go listen to the first song because standing O's like that's Crazy. Yeah. It got so much good responses and people started sending me graffiti <coughs> that um, I just wrote a whole show full of those and songs. You wrote a whole show. So what's the biggest difference between a men's room graffiti and a woman's room graffiti? I literally have a song called The Difference. Okay, good. And then it's like <laughs> the women's graffiti is like, um, you're beautiful. Like you're stronger than you think you are. Like all this motivational oh stuff. God. And all the men's are just like dicks. Like dicks, like there's a dick smoking a cigarette. There's a dick doing CrossFit. There's like a a March Simpson dick, like just right. you know, it's kind of like super bad, like how he draws all those right, right, right. Dicks, we're so. we're obsessed. Yeah, it's very funny. And it's like you know, is, is it like angry or no, is it more just it's like very silly, silly? Yeah, just like I have this penis yeah. and I think it's hilarious. Yes, exactly. And the women are empowering each other. Yes. So they're in there going, "You got this." girl yeah like one of my favorites from the women's stall because sometimes women can get sassy in, in their bathroom stall graffiti but my favorite is there's one that says don't be a little bitch and then underneath it it says be a huge bitch <laughs> yeah, i mean these are all like bumper stickers they're great yeah. i love them so much yeah wow so then you create this whole show and you yeah. did it in edinburgh yeah. which which for the listeners at home if you were this isn't like a comedy nerd podcast yeah. like people don't know yes. Edinburgh's a uh, festival every year yes. and it goes on for a month it goes on for a month so it's the oldest fringe festival it's been going what's for like a fringe s- festival a fringe festival is like a festival that some parts might be curated but like anyone can put on a show okay so it's the largest and oldest one there's like 5,000 shows a summer they go it's from crazy. like 6am with children's shows to like 4am with like dirty shows I was definitely on stage at like 2 or 3am a couple and, nights and there's people that like travel there mm-hmm. people know about it they travel there yeah. I want to just see what a fringe festival is yes. all about. This one they would, yeah. they would seek out. But mm-hmm. then also, there's people that probably go every year. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a big staple of the the sort of British and and UK comedy scene. And like the Australians will go over as well. Um, not a huge amount of Americans, but there was a good crew. Devito was there. Emmy Blotnick was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you hear back from comics that go, and you hear that they're exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, that they you hear that it is a long and it, yeah. listen, we were talking before we started taping. I came back from Buffalo like 
going on the road is tough. You're mm-hmm. not in your own space. Yeah. You only have a certain amount of clothing. Yeah. You, you know, ESPN doesn't work. Exactly. You know, like you don't You're sleeping have sleeping in a really uncomfortable sofa bed or whatever. Right. Yeah. So is it is it just and there, is it one show a night? Is it so you do your hour every day at the same time in the same venue? So it okay. starts to feel a little Groundhog Day. Got and it. then in the evenings there are a bunch of like showcase stand-up shows so then mm. you're doing spots to promote your hour because if you can crush it those people will remember you and come see your show the next God, day i gotta see more yeah okay cool so i did like you're like you're like the taste test at the exactly. mall yeah uh food court yeah you know <laughs> so i did like 27 of my hour i think wow. and then a bunch of late night spots and then i twice i did fake birthday the show that you did at littlefield okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah so we did that show which is my um sort of like variety show that i host well listen yeah. i always say the comedy album is the cousin to the comedy podcast mm-hmm, or the podcast mm-hmm. in general yeah. you get to be in the room you get to hear the forks and knives and the drinks and the great thing about caitlin's album is now it's an even you know it's a second cousin the mm-hmm. musical comedy yeah. album so everyone go download and here's the beauty of and again like I, I i don't know how much this message gets through to the listener but it is truly like i had a woman in buffalo this past weekend i think we're gonna make a video from it shelby did you get sent the video we're gonna make a stand-up video of this woman this is last night mm-hmm. she's look the su- i love a sunday show sunday shows are usually like They've had their weekend, and yeah. this is like a laid back. We'll, we'll yeah, take the, I love a Sunday yeah, show. Cover me in jokes, mm-hmm. you know. So, this woman looks at no, I think it was a Saturday night show. She was just aggressive. She goes, I'll throw you through a table because <laughs> I was making fun of Buffalo for throwing people through a table because they kept correcting me. I said, Oh, I go land of humans throwing other humans through wooden tables, and then <laughs> I got all these people, they're plastic. And I'm like, Oh, excuse me. And then the woman goes, I'll throw you through a table. That's so funny. And I look at her, I go, I go, Isn't that insane that you just said you would throw me through a table for what? Trying to make you laugh. <laughs> Try, I, all I care about is ha-ha's yeah. coming out of mm-hmm. your face. Yes. And it's like, to go back to Caitlin's album, she just wants you to listen. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just, I just want you to love this yeah. album. So you go on anything you stream on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, you can look up Caitlin Cook and the album's sitting there. It's called oh. The Writing on the Stall, or you can purchase it. That's appreciated. Yeah. It's not, I'm not turning you away from that, but I'm, I'm saying like, you know, it is, you know, Caitlin knows this as a bathroom graffiti artist uh, <laughs> or commentator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, there is, uh, we believe in the in the process of, oh my God, I've, I've listened to this person. I, I gotta, you gotta see them. So mm-hmm. we want you to go listen to the album. Go check it out. Um, we have fantastic emails today. These are very Ooh, depthy. Yeah. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. You can send in anything you'd like. We got a lot of friendship stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have a large group of friends? I do. Um, Who do you keep up with? Like what group? I have a, I've always been kind of a social butterfly. So I have a lot of different crews, but I have like a group of people that I'm, well, my recording studio flooded, but we are running a recording studio together and it's like a bunch of Broadway people. Okay. And then I have like my, my comedy friends and I have like just my, my good group of girlfriends. Yeah. Well, Broadway people, I've met those groups before. Yeah. They come in singing and dancing. Oh, that well, is yeah. a crew. Well, they're mostly um, like I have the drummer from Dear Evan Hansen. 
uh, is <coughs> okay. my, one of my business partners. And then one is a sound engineer. And then one was AJ, uh, my co-host, a co- uh, writing partner, uh, starred in Book of Mormon for a long time. But oh, it's wow. a lot of instrumentalists and like orchestrators. Which yeah. Is really cool. That's yeah. cool. What a, and I always say this about New York. You come to New York, there's a scene for everything. Yeah. You know, like, you, oh, we, we do the music at the Broadway show. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. on the stage at the Broadway show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We dress the Broadway show, mm-hmm. people. We, you know, yeah. uh, we do comedy. We do music comedy. You yeah. know, it's all out there. You can really find anything in the scene that you want to. Find your or weird wouldn't that yeah. be a good like promotion that. for moving to new york find your weird except yeah. uh only if you got three thousand a month to spend on rent but right. <laughs> yeah. you know listen <laughs> that's usually the weirdest people yeah the ones that have a good money for rent <laughs> right uh it's their parents <laughs> so let's get to the emails jtrainpodcast.com before we get going speaking of uh money um we are sponsored people quip i love quip I'm a big fan of Quip. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about Quip? What do you like? It about is Quip? a they have concentrate just like we said with the 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 orchestra people. Yeah, the, you know they have said we do one thing. Oh, they're not nice. doing everything. They do they do your mouth. <laughs> they're gonna clean your mouth. Amazing. That should be their 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 marketing. Mm-hmm. Quip, we clean your mouth because they <laughs> make products that have made brushing my teeth and getting my teeth clean easier that's great they fit these products to your body they got a toothbrush it's an electric toothbrush and every 30 seconds it buzzes you know you turn it on Mm -hmm. and then every 30 seconds it gives a little jink and it tells you when to switch quadrants to your mouth whoa you think you know 30 seconds until you're put to task and you don't know 30 seconds so you're brushing for too short a period of time quick gonna make sure and this is actually generational Mm. i I really do believe this we uh, you know Caitlin, how old are you? 32. 32. So mm-hmm. we're the same generation, mm-hmm. give or take. I'm 37. We love efficiency. Yes. When we go somewhere, bring up Google Map. I don't care if I've been there a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> I want to get there. The line, you know, the shortest, uh, the shortest distance between yeah. two points is a straight line. Yeah. So all of these companies that we kind of know and love are about giving us a straight line. Mm-hmm. This is a straight line towards better oral care. So good health starts with good habits. Quit makes it easy. I just gave you a full personal endorsement. It's asking for a personal endorsement. I, I don't know how much good. more personal I can get. I just told you. <laughs> I don't know what 30 seconds is, okay? I just <laughs> told you. Um, so they, you know, let me just read what they have. You know, the electric toothbrush, lightweight. I just brought it back from Buffalo. Packs way easily. T- time sonic vibrations give you a meditative break from your jam-packed itinerary. Even as it's, I, this is... I just gave a better one than this one. So Quips, uh, so listen, they start at $25, the toothbrush. That's affordable. And you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral care. So if you go to getquip.com slash JTrain right now, you'll get your first refill free because they keep sending you um, the heads. Mm -hmm. So that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash JTrain. Quip, the good habits company. So very excited about that. Let's get to the emails. Let's do it. JTrain podcast, should I have an overdue conversation with my friend's wife? Uh-oh. Okay. Jared, an esteemed guest, Feather Feather. I hope you can help me with a lifestyle question involving me and one of my close friends. 
I used to live with one of my college friends years ago when we moved to the same city after graduation. Let's call him Steve. I'm 29-year-old female. Steve is a 30-year-old male. We lived together for about three years. About a year into living together, Steve started dating his now wife. Let's call her Sarah. Sarah very clearly didn't appreciate me living with Steve. She would make nasty comments about my career, would brag about how she was in a relationship and I wasn't, etc. I like to think I am a pretty self-aware person, so I quickly picked up on the fact that she was jealous of mine and Steve's friendship and I backed off pretty significantly. My friendship with Steve drastically changed and I came to terms with it years ago. Sarah's rude comments lasted for a couple years, though they still slip out once in a while. I met my boyfriend now fiance in 2016. So I figured even though Sarah and I are not best of friends that we that we each had our own lives and could move on until recently. Uh oh. We were at a mutual friend's wedding, and Sarah got pretty tipsy and told my fiancé and one of my friends at the wedding that she was, in fact, very jealous of me and was convinced I was sleeping with Steve. Let me make this very clear. I never dated, kissed, hand stuff, slept with, etc. with Steve. In fact, living with him made me so unattractive to him, I would never even consider it, LOL. She said I nearly broke up their relationship because of their tr- of her trust issues. I feel pretty awful about it. I knew she wasn't a fan of me, but ultimately Steve is still my friend, and I wish he or her had come to me sooner instead of having this spill out years later. My question, should I say something to, to Sarah or Steve? It seems silly to bring up old drama, especially since they're married now and I'm about to be married myself, but the fact that she brought it up to my fiancé, my best friend, separately in the same night makes me feel like she never got closure on this. I feel like I need to reiterate to Sarah that she had nothing to worry about and never will, but I am not quite sure how to go about it. Any advice is appreciated. Thank you for your help. Sincerely, we were always just friends. What do we think, Caitlin Cook? Wow. Ma'am. I mean, I guess if you want to stay friends with Steve, it is maybe worth addressing since she has easily brought it up at this wedding. Right. It feels like her and Steve only see each other because of the wedding. Right. Like when she says the relationships change, obviously they don't live together anymore. Obviously they're not as close as they once were. Mm -hmm. But I would say... I I think at this point they're not making plans to see each other. The fact that this happened at a wedding. Yeah. It, that means they run in a bigger, grander circle. Yes. And this wedding brought them together. So I would, you know, I would, if I'm her, I'm going to be counting how many weddings I have to exactly. Kind of see like these if at. I don't have to see them, what's the point of bringing it up? Right. But if you do, it's maybe worth address. I don't know. A younger version of me would not address it at all because I'm right. very conflict averse. <laughs> but the more mature version of me, I like to. To well, talk things out. She's been brought that she is right. Yeah. You went to my fiance yeah. and my best friend exactly. separately, yeah. said the same thing to both of them. Yeah. You have brought drama to my doorstep. Exactly. I didn't create any no, of it. No, in fact, she backed off when she didn't even need to. Like, right. She backed off because this girl had trust issues. Right. Yeah. So here's the other thing. And I'm. I like to speak to the emailer mm-hmm. because we can't speak to Steve and yeah. what's her face, but we can speak to her. Yeah. There's something in her email she needs to kind of stop doing. And and I know yes. it's funny, but like but this is a very this is what everyone does mm-hmm. when they don't believe they have any fault. And I don't say she's I don't think she has fault. Yeah. But when she says I never dated, kissed, hand stuff, slept with Steve, etc. In fact, living with him made me so unattracted to him, I would never even consider it. LOL. Mm-hmm. To her, that's a big joke. Yeah. So that may be the case to you, mm-hmm. 
something's up with Steve. <laughs> like, we don't know. Steve isn't going, yeah. oh, like, it's like, you ever see two people like, I would never sleep with them. <laughs> and then the other one's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I wouldn't sleep with them. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's like three sides to every story in this. Right. And, yeah. And her, for her to just wash that off as mm-hmm. nothing. We don't know if Steve, if you are in his search on Instagram. Right. We don't know if your name comes up with Steve. We don't mm-hmm. know. You don't know. If Steve did have a little crush on you at one point or another, I'm not saying, I'm not validating the mistrust and like the the other woman being an asshole. Yeah. But I'm really just saying like, we don't know what that, we don't know the vision she, you know, what's the the, the scene she's seeing. Right. And it seems like maybe Steve didn't handle the trust issues very well up front or like squash it since Sarah continues to make all these mean comments and stuff. Right. Steve kind of escapes. Yeah. And Steve, you know, does get a little bit of like juice out of this. Mm -hmm. I got my wife who gets a little jealous of my my old friend and not even that Steve would even ever make a move, but this could... I, but when I read a sentence like that, it doesn't really acknowledge that like there's a this other woman is seeing a different color spectrum than you. Totally, yeah. And and I think so. That also includes Steve, who's the one adding colors to that spectrum. Yeah. So I'm not saying Steve wanted to hook up with you, but I am saying Steve has a different story than you. Yeah. Because how, if, if, if I was, and especially what you said in the beginning, like when I'm younger and mm-hmm. they lived together younger. Yeah. the When they lived together when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect Steve to be the best at like, hey, let's sit down. Yeah. You, my new girlfriend, this is bad. I want you two to get along. Yeah. I don't expect a 24 year old to do that. <laughs> no. But wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> right. I wish I had the power to do it at 37. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I, so again, and when you don't do that up front, mm-hmm. the, this, this grows, it yeah. snowballs. So I understand. And also, again, I'm, I'm all over the place here. I'm a little tired, but I, <laughs> there's so many things that come up. Like I keep yeah. thinking of the wedding. Yeah. Like that's when people like drama. Like oh, God, that's why? when that's when the couples do this. I like, know. Like at a wedding. Oh, yeah. you know, Steve, you always thought she was hot, and you're looking hot in your hot dress. Yeah. And that woman's looking at you, going, oh, "I knew there was something going on." I and Steve looks at you that. and goes, and she sees Steve looking at you from across the yeah. party, maybe a little too long. It and there's alcohol. Alcohol is the great. Oh my God. You know yeah. the, the the great, great causer of drama. Ca- right. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol, the little sprinkling yeah, of yeah, fairy yeah. dust that creates drama. Yeah. It's all. It's almost like I'm like I'm getting I'm I'm smiling thinking of like yeah of course this yeah. wedding must have been a mess. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, my god, totally. This seems more like a Steve problem than I anything agree. else. And Steve escapes yeah. because men are given this like this hilarious credibility of having no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Ugh. So women just go, "No, get out of the way. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, you're not even involved." Yeah. He's involved. He's involved. He can He's do something. not squashing this or like talking to his wife about it. I would go to Steve. Yeah. If I'm her. Yeah. Because Steve's the one that she has a better relationship with. Right. And you go, Steve, here's what I'm going to tell you. I yeah. got, I've received information. Yeah. Take as much emotion out of it as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Steve, I received information. Your wife talked to my fiance. Your wife talked to my best friend. Mm-hmm. Said some things that aren't true. Yeah. I've tried for years to be as cool with your wife as possible. Yeah. It's obviously not working. Mm -hmm. I need you to let her know that this information has gotten to me. I'd like an apology. 
I'd yeah. like I I I'm here to hash it out with yeah. Her. I'm here to squash this, and you be so ready mm-hmm. if she wants to get together with me. If she wants to take my number, I will have any discussion she'd like. Be so open. And yeah, I've given this advice before because like make it so easy on Steve mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes. he and and he can just show her the screenshot. Mm-hmm. Here's the message I got. Yeah. And Steve's either going to do it or not, but then after that, you've done your peace. I don't exactly. think, because beyond that, you're saying, I'm here to make peace. Yeah. You're you're making an attempt to just be like, I don't want this drama. Right. I want to be able to go to weddings and not have all this drama at my doorstep. Right. And hey, Steve, we're friends. I've always wanted to be friends with your wife. Yeah. Like, offer her retribution. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing, because... Right now, it's a game of telephone. We don't know if, and it's going through mm-hmm. you and Steve and her, exactly. and we gotta get, we gotta get out of this. Yes. And when you say to him, "I don't know what's going on. Here's the stories I heard. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk to her. I'd love to talk to you. I will do whatever it takes to make this less awkward. Yeah. Just less awkward. Mm-hmm. Not best friends. No. Just not like not just no drama. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Caitlin Cook. At the Caitlin Cook on Instagram. Go follow, go follow. The album is called The Writing on the Stall. Go, go, go. Friendship Crisis. Oh, Need help. Friendship Crisis, all right. Jared, huge fan. Listen to all your episodes. I'm a recent Patreon subscriber. We have a Patreon. Hell yeah. We love the Patreon people. Mm-hmm. Um, Coffee with J Train. You can, if you want to go download it, it's five bucks a month, two extra podcasts a week. Coffee with J Train, I go through like stories from the week. I just complained about Buffalo for a half hour. (laughs) Um, We do an extra luxury lounge on Fridays. So every complaint in the luxury lounge on Fridays gets read on the Patreon. So patreon.com slash Jared, free to sign up. Okay. I live with two roommates who also happen to be my very close friends. One of my roommates struggles a lot with her mental health and always has. She isn't in therapy, has had a lot of traumatic things happen to her, and just has a lot going on up in that brain. As most of us do. I personally take a lot of pride in being a good friend, so I always try uh, and feel like I do a good job of filling her cup when she's down. Most of our, our relationship is her dumping a lot of her problems on me, and I always try my best to be receptive and give some good advice when I can make her feel better. Lately, I've been feeling very disconnected and annoyed with her because it continues to be the Stacy show. That's not her real name. <laughs> Every problem she has makes my problems feel so non-existent. And last week I was telling her that I was upset about something and she somehow made the situation about herself. It's defeating when I feel like I'm such a good friend to her, but when I'm struggling, she's not there. Because of this, I've spent the last week distancing myself and trying to find the right headspace to get into with, uh, without being around her. I'm currently in therapy, and I've talked about this strategy of coping as the healthiest one I can think of. Be, be alone with my thoughts and emotions, figure it out by myself, have a conversation when I'm ready. That was my plan. Stacy caught on with my behavior and asked me to two or three times what was wrong and if there was anything she could do to help. I politely replied both over text and in person and just said I'm feeling blah and just need some time to be alone with my thoughts and emotions. I thought this was a pretty mature way to handle the situation because really how can you tell someone without hurting their feelings that they are a lot on you mentally? Mm-hmm. 
Fast forward to now as I rage write this email. Here comes the fucked up part on my end. I got home about an hour ago, saw that she was out with a friend. I went into her room to return something to her, and I saw that her iPad was unlocked and sitting on her counter. I had this horrible feeling that she was pissed about me wanting some space this week, so I did the lowest thing I could have done, and I read her messages with a friend. I searched my name under her messages, and all of these horrible things popped up. She was mad shit-talking me. She was texting with her other best friend, who I literally have always hated. <laughs> she goes to her greatest enemy. Oh, no. And, was j- and just saying the most unhinged shit. She was saying that I was pathetic for not wanting to communicate with her. She called me retarded, Whoa. called me spoiled, said that I was acting childish. Well, the R word is pretty childish. <laughs> yeah. She told her friend that uh, she was hoping that I was looking to find another place to live and that she hopes I move out. She told her that I, uh, she always feels on edge and anxious around me and thinks I can never be in the wrong. She said that I was probably just sitting in my room planning an attack on her, and that's why I haven't been saying anything. There's more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but after reading just a glimpse of the conversation, I was left feeling so heartbroken. I couldn't stop shaking with shock, but I also didn't want to stop reading. I don't understand what I did to make her say these nasty things about me. I'm simply at a loss for what to do next. My gut, my gut is telling me that I need to say something, but when I've called out, called other friends and told them the situation they don't think there's a good way of going about this without sounding like a psycho thanks for all you do double thanks for your answer to this much love j train i'm seeing you in milwaukee in october uh thanks so much uh please be kind to me in this response as i'm already regretting everything i saw sincerely nosy but hurt well we're gonna be kind we'll be honest i don't think you know what do you think I feel like everybody snoops at some point. Like, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about that. Um, You saw what you saw. What are you going to do? You did it. Yeah, you saw it. There's no taking that back now. And like, oh, what a shitty thing to see. Right. It doesn't feel like it's about her. It feels like it's more of this friend's mental issues. All she wanted was some space. That's okay. Right. And listen, people feel a vibe and then they become defensive. They lash out. It's insecure. When they know Mm -hmm. that someone is probably annoyed with them especially here's the other thing this person is in defense mode because Mm -hmm. you hold a lot of the receipts yeah you have been told all their shit yeah so they feel like you have things that you could use against them not saying you will yeah but that's their fear is this person who knows a lot about me isn't happy with me and they can you know backstab me with other people and and spill the beans to other people so they're their coping mechanism is to go to another friend, the one you hate the most, and right. go, mm-hmm. "This bitch fucking sucks." What you don't, you all are fine. Yeah, you know, fine. I, you know, what, what, what did anything stand out about this email to you? I mean, at first I was like, I feel like it's worth since she, she's noticing you avoid her, it might be worth actually expressing that you feel a little overburdened by her making everything about her by her issues, like addressing that in a real way. But then having snooped and seeing all that, like, I don't know if that's repairable. It's not repairable. They're I would done. feel so hurt by that. They're I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I think she has to come to terms with like this friendship has changed. Yeah. I don't think it involves her telling her that she went through her shit. No, I don't think she I, needs to bring that up. That, that, that is no, that yeah. can be, let's yeah. take that out. Yeah. Let's also admit your strategy hasn't fucking worked. Yeah, it hasn't worked. She's noticed. She's noticed. The cat's out of the bag. You know it. So you kind of have like the, you have the inside scoop that this hasn't worked. So, okay, let's look at the positives of looking through her shit. 
You now know. You now know she's a bad friend. She was before because right. she was making everything about her and you were her therapist. Right. Now she's shit talking you. And you know that you going, I just need some time to myself. Yeah. Isn't working to like and alleviate the situation. And that's a totally normal thing to say to someone. I need right. some time to myself. And if they can't respect that, and then. Let me also give you some some credibility. I, I hate this so much. Maybe this doesn't have anything to do with it, but I hate when she describes she isn't in therapy yeah okay has had a lot of traumatic things happen to her and just has a lot going on up in that brain all of that is so vague yeah and i don't know i'm sure you're not going to go into specifics with us you don't want to like out someone and their their problems that's pretty respectful of them yeah honestly after reading those texts but i would say this if that's the if you're i don't like how this mental health umbrella Mm -hmm now allows someone to come to you with every issue. Yeah. So it's like, they're not helping themselves. They're not going to a professional. Yeah. So they're using you and your time. So now you, and then what's, you know, what distinguishes between having boy trouble and actual trauma? Yeah. I, that's the, that's where this sucks because they get you in this kind of like this, like grapple. Yeah where you can't say anything. So now they have carte blanche to just come up to you. Oh, here's the next thing of the day. And the thing of the day can go from a 10 on the, that's fucked up, you need help thing, to a one of like, cheer up, buddy. You know, like go go for a walk. You know, and that's where this whole thing gets fucked. Truly, and if this is like, the dynamic that's always the case like i've been in this friendship before i've been so mm-hmm. many people's therapists and i think i'm being a good friend like she said she prides herself on being a good friend and right. listening and like i've done that it's draining it's not totally. being a good friend you're just enabling this person to use you as their right. therapist and not find a professional like, like if she said if the first time she came to her she said <laughs> like if we all just said like i'm having a tough day and i need to talk to someone you go hit me with it and yeah. then they get a sentence and you go this is for a professional. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you really should yeah. say. And they'll go, but, but you're not being a friend. My way of being a friend is yeah. telling you. Yeah. And because that, then you feel like a dick because it's like, you think I need a professional? It's just, I don't like this. Uh, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like the way mental health is used as a shield mm-hmm. to be able to come at you with anything. And again, someone could write back to me and go, well, what about the, don't, what about me? Don't, you know, don't (laughs) come at me with what, of course, I'm acknowledging in this discussion, Mm -hmm. there are real huge issues that are above the pay grade of your friend that you have in a room with because you got matched together freshman year of college. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and this stuff makes me angry because as someone who's not an open up guy. Yeah. You know, like if you're not, you you are, it's almost like we live in two different worlds. Like where we're taking care of the open up people. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the non-open up people who, you know, have a little bit of restraint. Yeah. And, you know, like, like, you know, it's funny because it's like when they, you know, it's like when the doctor says, what's the, what, what's the pain on a level of one to 10? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you you don't do that with mental health because we're so afraid of like being mean to someone or yeah. being and and we tiptoe around it but mm-hmm. like when it's your elbow and you go well is it a one to ten and you go well four yeah okay here's some Tylenol yeah <laughs> you know no one looks at you and goes 
Come on, you got elbow health. I gotta <laughs> yeah, take yeah. care of you. You're not even taking it seriously. And it's yeah. like, well, you told me it's a four. Yeah. This is what the pain for four. You know, so yeah. I ramble on and on. My to her, what she should do, mm-hmm. she has to go take a new okay, we've this strategy doesn't work. If I'm her, I go straight to the friend. You know what? I have been upset. I've been upset with you. You have to go and tell her you're upset with her. Yeah. And I and you need to come with examples. You came to me and I spent you need to have three examples. Yeah. You came to me with three different traumatic tales. Mm-hmm. And they could be serious, they could be whatever yeah. on the pain scale. You and I gave you this two hours here, I gave you an hour here, mm-hmm. and I gave you an hour here. Here and then I came to you with these three different tales. You gave me zero here. Mm-hmm. You gave me zero here. Mm-hmm. You gave me zero here. The difference in you know in in lift in this friendship is starting to make me resent you. Yeah, and I hate that feeling. So I'm trying to pull away from you. And you know what? I apologize. That's not the right way to go about it because that seems passive aggressive. And I can understand why someone would get really upset. I can understand why someone would even text someone <laughs> I hate that I'm a monster. No. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, and, and so, again, like, if you want to do the jujitsu, it's you have concrete mm-hmm. examples. You apologize for how you acted because, yeah. again, it didn't work. And then you just say, like, I, you know, I want to be cool with you. I want to make this livable situation. Yeah. I hope we can move on from this. <clears throat> yeah, totally. And also, like, I think it's okay to, like, open up to your friends, obviously, but there has to be some kind of balance. So just, you know, expressing that it's making you resent her, that mm. you don't feel like there's space in the relationship for you to share what's going on with you. Also, you felt so comfortable coming to me with your stuff. And then I felt comfortable coming to yeah. you with my stuff and you kind of shut you, me down. Yeah, and you made it about you. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I so, and also, and, and this is all to say, once this conversation happens, if it happens at all, yeah, the friendship is over. It, it's a different friendship. You're not going to them for help. Yeah. You're not going to them for anything. You don't make them in a position where you owe them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you want to be from under them. Yeah. yeah, you want to kind of back away. Let's yeah. fade into the mist. And it might be a situation where you just, you need to move out and right. to get that space. That's coming. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Caitlin Cook. People, we're sponsor. I love the sponsor. Factor. I love the whole generation of meals that have a beginning, middle, and end. Whether you're making them or whether they're sent to your door. Fall's almost here, which means back to school, back to work, and back to being too busy to eat nutritiously. 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 I didn't know that was a word. Reading that is a a weird-looking word. It's a weird-looking word. There's like the U and the O and the U. Right. Mm -hmm. Tons going on there. Factor makes it easy to eat well for all meals and snacks. With calorie-smart and keto options, Factor meals are perfectly portioned to keep you on track with your goals. Factor now offers 30 meals per week and 36 add-on options. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared by their teams of chefs, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. They offer vegan veggie meals, vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, calorie-smart options, cold-pressed juices, Smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, uh, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Here's what I would say to you. What I love about these meals is 
it is so hard to shop for one or for two. Yeah. Because you end up getting out of control. When I have an open-ended meal, I just keep eating and eating. I'm like a cow <laughs> gnawing on the, you know, on, yeah. on the grass. Yeah. I'll just keep going until the grass is gone. This, as far as health is concerned, the portion control, huge. Head to go.factor75.com slash JTrain130 and use code JTrain130 to get $130 off across six boxes. That's a lot of money, people. That's code JTrain130 at go.factor75.com slash JTrain130 for $130 off. Woo. Hell yeah. That's right. Here with Caitlin Cook at the Caitlin Cook. The writing on the stall is the album. Go search it out. Go to her Instagram. Follow her. Hilarious comic. You're going to love it. Casual sex and feelings. <laughs> Jared, relatively new podcast listener after watching charcuterie and bachelor videos for years, and I'm a big fan. I'm also newly single after breaking up with my long-term boyfriend this spring, so now I'm on the apps looking to be independent, have a good time, and honestly feeling a little lonely with all my friends and relationships. We're here for you, baby doll. <laughs> so now for my question. I met a guy on Hinge. We kind of had uh, we had kind of talked about how I was just getting into the apps again, not necessarily ready for a relationship, but more casual and exploring. We went to dinner, then had the most amazing sex. Texts are really flirty. The vibe is intense. I've seen him a few more times where he comes straight to my apartment to hook up, not staying super long after. I tell myself it's casual, but honestly, I definitely like him a bit. I've hooked up with other guys, but it's not the same. This guy had looking for a relationship on his profile on his app profile and has mentioned that's what he generally wants in passing but also referenced that i just wanted casual uh i was honestly surprised because i'm always worried about guys taking my texts of interest as wanting more being clingy etc now that i'm potentially catching feelings how do i hint to him that i could be interested in more without ruining what we have now what do you Mm. think caitlin cook i think like you got to be direct about it, not hint about it. Well, you're going to ruin yeah, what you have exactly, now. Exactly, because you're you catching to, feelings. Right. It's going to ruin it anyway. And let's stop saying ruin what you have now. I am going to get what I want now as mm-hmm. opposed to what I wanted a month ago. Things yeah, change. Yeah. It's, time, it's time to admit that. This whole idea of like ruin, you know what would ruin your day? you know hooking up with someone that's giving you less than you want exactly that's gonna hurt more than you know there's phases to everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the idea that like first month sex is different than second month sex is different than second year sex so like and so is the relationship so is how much you know each other this is you know change is hard Mm -hmm. but it's necessary so totally and and just because you did don't mean you will yep so i think with this person like we've all been here for sure (laughs) and the clock is ticking this is what you have to get used to if Mm -hmm. you're she says she's new to the dating world new to the app world you meet and also stop looking what he says in his in his profile yeah looking for a relationship uh no he he could and and some people can't do this but don't put your things on someone else yeah a lot of people can go, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship while I fuck a bunch of people. Exactly. <laughs> right? like, yeah. And sometimes situations are as good as the people. Yeah. So like the situation of like, hey, I go over, I trust them, mm-hmm. I'm attracted to them, I enjoy the time mm-hmm. we spend together. The sex is great. Sex is great. Yeah. And then I go home and yeah. I'm not really asked to do much more. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's funny like how it can be looked at two different ways. Totally. 
You know, like yeah. she's like, well, he comes over and then he just leaves. And in his mind, and so it must be he doesn't like me. And in his mind, he's going, she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she's hot. I'm, I'm fucking. Yeah. Um, it's a low lift. Yeah. You know, like. Totally. So I think. I think you could be like, hey, do you want to go on a real date? Or like, I'm, I'm, I feel like we really click. Like, let's see if this is something more. And yeah. if it's not, still great sex. Right. You can try and maybe keep it casual if it doesn't work. Or you can just be like, I, I have real feelings. And you're going to be, you have to put yourself in a position to be turned down. Totally. But I, but I love what you just said because just casually saying, hey, want to do dinner this week? Yeah. And, Here's where you feel f- turned down when he starts going, ah, well, I got yeah. other things. And then you go, ah, yes, you're here for the fuck factory. Yeah. And that's something you're going to have to chew on. Totally. It's going to maybe hurt. Yeah, it might sting a little bit. But you're going to have to then make a decision between can I bring this back in my mind? Yeah. It's not in his mind. Mm-hmm. His mind, he's not thinking. No further ahead yeah he's thinking we got this great thing going on and then the minute you go hey let's do dinner this week and he doesn't do it that's him going i'm not no 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 i've made my decision that's a great way to to tell how much he because he might be feeling like there's a a vibe too and he wants to explore it too and he might jump at the chance of going to dinner or he might not and and that's how you know (laughs) he and truly that's how you know and let's say he does go to dinner you go to dinner and yeah. he goes, uh, and he puts together a plan. You have to be open to be turned off by this. Totally, new... you might not actually like him that. Right? Much. <laughs> if he's like, yeah, McDonald's down. <laughs> like, if you're like, hey, I would love to do dinner. He's like, I would do. I'll bring over burritos from Chipotle. And you go, yeah, that's not what I was talking no, about. And, like and now you're kind of realizing uh, that could be a little bit of a turn off. And you go, totally, I'm out. So it is funny that she's like, I'm in the passenger seat yeah you're not charge right yeah take the wheel i'd like a dinner let's do this it's also like she was saying something about like being afraid of being clingy or like overly always afraid of the guys thinking that she wants more like so what's wrong with wanting more like if they they don't like that then move on to a different guy right and that's like the that's the the wonderful part about a a world of disposability you know like (laughs) that's why the apps kind of exist for you to have that option Mm -hmm. yeah it is it's funny that we put a lot on this because we want to be liked yeah you know she wants to be chosen totally and it's like Sometimes you have to go, would I even choose him for this next level I'm looking for? Yeah, exactly. Because some people can be a great month. They're mm-hmm. a horrible second month. True. I have been that to many a people. <laughs> I've been a great first date. I've been a okay second date. <laughs> I've been a tough third date. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with Caitlin Cook. At the Caitlin Cook, go follow where to meet guys in my age range. Interesting. Jared, I'm 33, single, living in the West Village. Hey, neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been living here for four years. Felt like pre-pandemic, a lot of bars had more of a 30s bent and was in my target age range. Now the West Village feels like the new Murray Hill and is crawling with Gen Zers. I feel like guys in their 30s are harder to find at bars. Is it still possible to meet 30-somethings at the bar in New York City? I mean, it's your I'm out. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in the bars. Um, I've noticed this. Really? Yeah, I've noticed this. I was talking with Allison Libby about this. Oh shit. Um, Love her. Last week, yeah, mm-hmm. she's been on this pod 
many, many times. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this. Yeah. It seems as though what the pandemic did, and I don't believe in things being good or bad. They just are. They just are. It's raining. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your umbrella, bitch. So (laughs) I I was having a conversation with her about how just the shows, Mm -hmm. the audiences, like on Thursday night, young, very young, wide-eyed, very like new to the city. Yeah. And I think that's normal. Like Mm -hmm. I think, but I think what the pandemic did is it pushed along people around 30s to go, let's get the fuck out of here. We don't need to be here anymore. Yes. And if they were, and it also pushed people to go, I'm going to move on with my life or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I have options because they had probably jobs that paid pretty well that they could Mm -hmm. make a move. Yeah. And that, you know, this all gets politicized. People are like, well, New York is dead or New York is alive and kicking. Take away that stuff. If you Mm -hmm. can put aside that stuff, if you're a fucking person with a brain that you can put the, take away the politics stuff. Just the nature of you and your wife or husband Mm -hmm. are sitting in a small apartment with a little baby going, because I don't see that couple a (laughs) lot. The yeah. couple with a baby doing the city life as yes. much. Yeah. I will say, I feel like I do see that, but not in the West Village as much anymore. Mm. So maybe... Brooklyn. Get out, yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. So mm. like I'm seeing, I see a lot of that. Sure. So I think a lot of people just wanted some more space in their 30s. Yeah. And maybe left the city or moved to Brooklyn or, or got some someplace bigger. But yeah, just I guess my advice is... It's still possible, but maybe explore a little bit outside your neighborhood. Right. I, I And there, she's probably listening going, well, you're talking about couples. Yeah. Well, the couples are the ones that the single people go out with at that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I you know, the bees go around the honey. Yeah. You know, so I, I, the reason I bring that up is like, it's just like, it, like for me, like, I have a lot of friends that moved to Connecticut. Yeah. And I would go out with the you know the mm-hmm. married dude yeah in and totally. on a thursday night hey let's yeah. catch drinks whatever mm-hmm. that might be a little bit more gone so like yeah. these single 30 year old i'll speak for the men mm-hmm. you're kind of left in this like loner bar guy mode a yeah. lot i went to a bar thursday night pretty late it was full of 30 year old men Oh, where was it? Wilfie and Nels. Oh, well, go there. <laughs> That's in the West Village. I, I, and I guess Wilfie and Nels is also, I think that they own the Penrose and one of the Penrose guys is a listener of You Up. But that is a lot of men. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't tell you they're good men. I can't tell you <laughs> yeah. they're like good for you. But I, I, and I was at the bar. I'm at, there was one guy that was hammered. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like taking, he was just big shouldered yeah. hammered at the bar and you're like, get him out. Here. like you wanted them <laughs> yeah. out but i started talking to a couple of women and they were talking to me about how they belong to like charity groups oh and that's what i would say to this woman mm-hmm. i'm not saying go you can do whatever the fuck with your time but i'm yeah. saying joining groups joining like things that maybe like you know like that are out i think because what it did for this woman, I was talking to this one woman, she goes, I was with my charity group and, you know, we had a dinner. Mm-hmm. So it got, you know, now I'm out at this dinner. Yeah. And then one of the women was like, let's go out. And she goes, I would never be here if it wasn't for her. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's finding a crew. Yeah. Finding those 
other single women or relationship women, having a group and then going to, you know, Wilfie and Nell's I, I, is a place, but I would say expensive places. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there were some people in their 30s last time I went to Art Bar. Yeah. Around here? Mm-hmm. I know that place. Yeah. It was a little bit older. Problem with Art Bar, a lot of seating. A lot of seating. So people kind of like... the back area is like more talkative. Is Okay. Yeah. So, because like... This the wealthy enough when I noticed it was just like a mess of men. <laughs> it was actually more male than I've ever seen a bar. Whoa! I mean, look, <laughs> you should give me some free drinks. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail dot com. Here with Caitlin Cook. We got time for a couple more here. Let's do it. Okay. Two more. BFF weird about boyfriend. Oh no. Bonjour, Jared. I hope you're having a great time in France. Merci. Oh, well, I had a good time. We're back. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I've been dating my boyfriend, let's call him John, for a year. We met in 2018, but nothing really happened then. I'm 33. He's 34. We're both certain this is it for us. Marriage, babies, etc. We even bought a pre-construction home together and we'll be moving in in 2023. Wow, big deal. Good for you. My best friend is a guy, let's call him Eric, and we've been friends for almost 15 years. So she says she's... 33. 33. Mm-hmm. So she so met him... Freshman year of college. Yeah. And we've been friends for almost 15 years. We've never been more than friends or ever done anything physical together. And in fact, when I introduce him to other people, they assume he's my gay best friend. That to me is a problem. Yeah. 15 (laughs) years and you're still introducing him in a way where people aren't sure. Is he super effeminate? Like what's going on? Right. (laughs) But also like (laughs) effeminate aside, like, hey, this is my friend Eric. Um, Like how are you presenting him to people? Uh, Yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but, and also, how is he presenting himself? I, I, yeah. A feminine is important, but also, like, is he someone going for, is he asexual? Is yeah. He, I don't know. What's, what's going it's, on with there? It's just weird that, like, to this day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you, I think you would have figured it out by this point yeah, how to exactly. introduce him. Um, I introduce him to other people. They assume he's my gay best friend. He's seen me through several relationships. I've seen him through some as well. Here's the issue. He still hasn't met John. When Eric and I hang out, it's usually one-on-one or in a group with his friends. I've invited him to plenty of times to come hang out with John and I in group settings, but he always seems to have other plans. John isn't jealous at all, but he does think it's strange that Eric, my best friend, hasn't expressed interest in meeting him. I think it's so. I think so too, considering everything I've told Eric about John and how great our relationship is. Eric has met other boyfriends of mine in the past, but this one still hasn't happened. Even John's parents think it's weird. John's John's parents parents. know about this okay Uh, here's I don't know what it's with this Eric guy how do you know about Eric so funny here's my question why do you think Eric isn't making effort to meet John even though he's met other guys in the past also is it fair to cut Eric out slowly fade him out for being so weird about this is he jealous of John thanks in advance your insight is greatly appreciated what do you think of this I mean, it's not weird unless it sounds like Eric's just busy. Like, why don't you just have a dinner with just two of them and schedule it so that right. they can meet? Right. Let's let's with get on the a, calendar. Yeah. Just let's cut through the bullshit. It'd just be like it's weird that you guys haven't met. I want to like let's meet. Let's have a dinner. Right. <laughs> that, like this is so simple that it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, and if he says I can't next week, okay, when in the next month? Yeah. Lock and him then, down to a time. Right. And then he goes, and then in the next month he goes, well, I can't ever. You go, 
okay, now we have to have a conversation. Exactly. You Get have to, to smoke him out. Yeah. And if you're best friends, it's so interesting. People hold on to these titles. Cut the shit. You're not eight years old. My right? best friend. You're a fucking friend. Yeah. And you want him in your life not because you have this title yeah you know like you're he, he, she's handling like him, him totally. like he's the prince uh, uh, in yeah, the monarchy i know and it also if he's your best friend you could talk to him directly about this right <laughs> so the idea that it's like why is he being this way is yeah. it fair to cut him out of my life I don't think you're best friends. Yeah. I, 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 I challenge you there. Like, because my best friend, I go, hey, what's, when next week can you do? Yeah. And then they go, I can't. All right, well, what about the week after? I don't know. Hey, you're being weird. Yes, exactly. That would be the next that was, That's the next step. Hey, you're being weird. I want you to meet the person that's going to be probably my husband. Right. And, then, <laughs> and it's like, she's also not seeing what's right in front of her face. What's different about John than the other boyfriends. Well, you're about to move in with John into yeah. a house you bought you together bought. and you said you're going to have married and kids. Do you have that with any other boyfriends? Yeah. No. This one's serious. This is the real deal. Yeah. As you said. So yeah. maybe Eric, there's a number of things Eric could be annoyed, put mm -hmm. off, done with. He's in a different place of life. Yeah. He's not looking at pre-construction homes. He's heard things about John. Yeah. Doesn't like him doesn't like him or um or is just jealous and doesn't have a partner of his own and is having trouble being around couples that are making bigger moves i don't know totally or after all these years mm -hmm. he's been like well why didn't we do anything and he feels yeah. turned down by you yeah as crazy as that sounds that's not that crazy where you no. go you've been smelling me for 15 years you didn't <laughs> think once that i was the one you know yeah. i don't know yeah. there's a there's like seven hundred thousand combinations of yeah. emotional insecurities. Totally. Or just. Or he's just busy. Like you or never that. know. <laughs> and and I, if you don't feel comfortable saying to saying to your best friend mm -hmm. you are acting weird about this guy, yeah, then you're not best friends. Yeah. Yep. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Kate and Cook. Go check out the album. The writing on the stall at yeah. the Caitlin Cook. Okay, let's do one more. Okay. Ready? Yeah. My ex requesting to follow my current boyfriend. Oh no. <laughs> Jared, before I start dating my before I started dating my current boyfriend, I would occasionally hook up with my ex who broke up with me in September. Okay. Okay. Is this this must be from a long time ago? Because yeah. it's September now. So she's been hooking up with him. Maybe the okay. So they um, I would only text my ex to hook up. Nothing more, nothing less. Got it. The last time I hooked up with him, he unfriended me right after. I was fine with it because I have no romantic feelings towards him, and he just gotten broken up with by another girl. Days later, I got into a relationship and posted about us. Days, Days later. later, my ex texted me asking if that was my boyfriend and nothing else. My boy, my current boyfriend, and I have been dating for four months. I posted a. Oh, so she's kind of like, she's playing the field. Yeah. So she was hooking up with this guy that yeah. was her ex, mm -hmm. and then she was dating this dating, new guy, and then they, and then they became exclusive, yeah. okay. and she's now shedding this yes. ex that was a hookup. Um, I posted a photo of us last week on vacation. <laughs> Days later, my ex requested a friend request. Uh, my ex requested a friend, my current boyfriend, on Insta. I feel really icky that he did that because I have a great relationship right now. Well. 
I wish she, this is, you're playing with fire. <laughs> when you're, the way it's being explained to yeah. us is you're basically hooking up with this guy while dating another guy. Mm-hmm. You get serious with the other guy. And then the guy you were hooking up with feels a little bit scorned. Yeah, Anne is an ex. So like you say you have no romantic feelings towards him, but how does he feel about you? Right. And he probably doesn't even know that, but he knows he's yeah. getting turned down, which sure. doesn't feel great. No, and it's like, good. and she writes, I wish you would leave me alone since he broke up with me. See, you're getting into semantics and pride stuff. Yeah. And again, I don't want to, I want to acknowledge the danger here. Like, I, I do understand it feels mm-hmm. like you're being like internet stalked yeah, and yeah, yeah, totally. followed. So, mm-hmm. like, we have to acknowledge that. And for that reason, we have to, like, be, this is what I mean by yeah. the playing with fire thing. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. so my boyfriend and I are beyond, uh, are beyond curious why he did that. I, I'm not curious at all. No. He feels turned down. Yeah. And he's probably upset. Or he may be even angry, which yeah. is scary. Yeah. Um, I believe it's to mess with me or just checking if I'm available to hook up again. Just curious about your thoughts. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing resource through my college dating years. Well, mm. I'm going to be honest with this person. This is a mess that you are involved with creating. Right. I mean, uh, navigating a relationship with an ex, whether or not you want to maintain one, is is always tough. And mm. then you you were only maintaining one for sex, right? And then now, and s- yeah. sex like alcohol is the fairy dust <laughs> yeah. of drama. Yes. So I mean, yeah, he clearly feels hurt or threatened or is curious about this new guy or, you know, you've got to cut him off. I think. Yeah, and I guess. There's someone that always, it's tough because to, in my mind, mm-hmm. there's like, you go to him and be like, hey, we're over. I'm sorry. I was dating this guy. Yeah. We got very serious. Like, it, it's reasonable to mm-hmm. say to this guy, we were, ho- and my, here's how I saw our thing. Yeah. We were hooking up, um, which mm-hmm. I always enjoyed. Things with this guy got more serious. I'm giving it a total shot and I'm enjoying yeah. myself and I like being in a relationship. I'm going to ask for you to back off. Yeah. That's like the reasonable way. Totally. I understand there's unreasonable people out there because mm-hmm. when I, I feel like I can I can hear the DMs coming at me with like, <laughs> you gotta be careful because, and I'm not trying to like minimize that. I'm just saying yeah. like, I acknowledge that as well. This person needs to acknowledge that like, hey, like people murder over yeah. relationship yeah. shit. So like. People are scary. It's yeah. scary. It's yeah. a real world out there. Mm-hmm. It's a scary real world out there. So, you know, informing being careful with how you inform him mm-hmm. and and also if he comes back at you angrily or whatever yeah. you need to inform friends family yeah. mm-hmm. the authorities police mm-hmm. like the minute you get into following other parts of your life after you've been told this is over yeah but i don't even know if he was told this was over yeah exactly it doesn't sound like he has closure or understands what's going on especially since the timeline of it was a little confusing to even us the last time i hooked up with him he unfriended me right after i was fine with it because i have no like to me like i'm fine with it is like the there's no definitive ending to this thing that is undefined right and it's also like he unfriended you after you hooked up clearly he's having emotions about this right I think she needs to go to him for a breakup. Yeah. And and she's saying, well, we're just hooking up. We, yeah. He broke up with me. Leave that stuff alone. Yeah. This is a whole new era. You're breaking up with him now. You're That's breaking okay. up with him now. Yeah. That's okay. Because you were still hooking up. Right. Yeah. And and you're saying, I am ending. We don't. It is funny that, and this is something I've been 
advocating for mm-hmm. more breakups <laughs> more breakups because she doesn't think she deserves to break up with him right in a sense yeah, because she's going oh we're her. just a yeah, hookup yeah, yeah but no you still have some kind of a relationship because a hookup is a kind of relationship right and you need to officially end it so that right. he stops being weird online right because he's he still he thinks he's in the game still he does he unfriended you then he tried to friend request your new boyfriend it's yeah he thinks he's still a part of it right yeah. so you have to let him know he's not and you have to abide by that mm-hmm. you can't go you're it's over and then like and then talk to him and then talk him. to him ever again yeah. and, and you have to be kind yeah you, and and like hey it, you know and it sounds like you don't want to be kind because mm-hmm. you have this he broke up with me thing yeah. and you go no you have to let that go because you got to be the bigger person you got to mm-hmm. go hey whatever happened with us in the past is over um i enjoyed the physical nature that we had mm-hmm. but this new thing is a real thing to me and i want you to back off because yeah. i'm looking for something real yeah and he's you know, and the the issue is he's going to have to chew on mm-hmm. the one that got away, sure. maybe. Yeah. And if he, you know, that's what gets, you know, that's where egos come in and people totally. start acting crazy. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets scary. Yeah. So, and then I'm saying you should tell friends and family right away that this is happening. Mm-hmm. It's good that your boyfriend knows because just people knowing yeah. people, you know, kind mm-hmm. of protect each other and you have to break up with them. Yeah. I think that's it. Yep. J-Train Podcast at gmail.com. J-Train Podcast at gmail.com. Kayla Cook, fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thanks for having me. This was a blast. So much fun. Ever go follow Caitlin Cook at the Caitlin Cook on Instagram. Yeah. The album, the writing on the stall. It's everywhere you listen to music. How great is that? A gift mm-hmm. to your car <laughs> ride, to your night in, on the couch, whatever. You yeah. put it on. You can dance to the funny songs. That's yes. fun. Yeah. And uh, I've, I'm making some music videos right now with the graffiti. So you can you can watch it. And then I'm going to do a live album of the, sh- of the whole show in a bit. Love it. And yeah. Caitlin's a great TikTok follow. Yeah. That's where, I mean, you know, it's funny. The technology catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Totally. So go follow Caitlin on uh, TikTok. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I'm, 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 again, I'm guessing by this point the uh, the New York show is out there somewhere or it's coming. So December 8th, uh, Gramercy Theater, come on out, assemble the group chat. We're going to tape it and make it wonderful, and we'll be back next week. Boom. <laughs>